Boom. Just like that, we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. Play stadium bets for the best odds, featuring spread lines of 1.95 per side. Pro line players also score access to great regular promotions. Right now, every $25 wager on hockey will earn you a $10 free play token to use on basketball. This offer is valid on ProLine and ProLine bets wagers until March 13th. Play free tokens must be used by March 31st. Get in the game today at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app today. Must be 19 years of age or over. Please play responsibly. Today's episode is also brought to you by Generous United. Generous United is a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada. That's right, our own backyard. Their goal is to make sure prescription drugs are more affordable so you can live a healthier life during this pandemic. One thing I love about Generous United is that they are helping out small businesses who can't afford health care for their employees. Head on over to generousunited.ca and see if there's anything that they can be doing for you. One more time, generousunited.ca. Gotta love it. Friday morning ad read. This episode was actually supposed to happen yesterday, but we had a little bit of a snowstorm here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, if you're listening from another part of the world. Um, really excited about this episode. We have Paul Mason and Jeff McPhee. Paul is Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon's uh, minor league hockey coach. Paul actually uh, coached Sidney Crosby when he was a baseball player in the younger days as well. Uh, Sid has gone on record to say that Paul is a big part of his influential hockey and athletic career he actually said that in a, in a bio when he was in the olympics eight years ago which is kind of cool so paul plays a big role uh, in sid's life to this day and as well when he was a, a younger a younger hockey player same with nate as well um, and jeff mcneil is the chairman of the joe lamontang hockey tournament which i guess we can announce now uh, high button sports is going to be working at the joe lamontang hockey tournament this year uh, we are going to be live streaming we're going to be creating Twitter content, Instagram. We're just going to be there for the whole week creating uh, creating great content. And we're really excited about it because we haven't had uh, the opportunity to do a tournament since COVID started. So we're happy to be back in the rinks creating uh, content and doing what we love. But this is going to be a great episode. I'm really excited to talk to Paul, to talk to Jeff. It's going to be fun. going to be a great episode. I am Justin. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Boom, Paul, Jeff, thank you very much uh, for joining the show. I appreciate you guys coming here the day after the snowstorm. Everyone got shoveled out, I'm assuming. We're here. Yep. Yes, all we're good. all shoveled out. Yep. Good to go. Yeah. All good to go. How, uh, how How's everything been going in the hockey community here uh, in Nova Scotia since the pandemic has slowly uh, gone down? Has it been a, a little bit of a challenge? Or are people eager to get back on the ice? How, how have, How's the experience been for everyone? Uh, from my end, it's... Um probably been the two most frustrating years of coaching the last couple of years simply because of uh, um, everything getting shut down you're trying to give your kids some experiences and um, it's it just hasn't worked out very well but it's the kids are troopers they do the best they can they follow the rules they you know it's really difficult for them but the kids are have been the champs what's the recipe been so far uh, to keep it refreshing i know the kids haven't played a lot of games it's been a lot of practices what are some things that you've implemented to make sure the kids are still having fun uh we still like we always uh do things like um we we have these little inner squad fun games where we keep competition against each other and then some of the practices you just gotta lighten up them up a bit uh that's not my style i'm more <laughs> of a uh let's get it done and let's focus on what we gotta do but uh you, you have to do things to, um, you know, make sure the kids are enjoying it. That's the number one thing for coaching. Anyway. Yeah. It's interesting how you have to keep the two separated. Like on your end, Jeff, you have to almost organize with the parents, make sure everything is set for the Jola Montang, the organization. And on your end, it's keeping the kids happy, making sure that they're developing as players. It's almost two separate worlds, but at the same time, you guys are, are, are working together. So uh, once again, I'm really happy you guys are both here. I want to touch on a couple things. I want to touch on your background. I want to touch on the Jola Montang. I already announced in the intro that we're doing it. Uh, High Button Sports, we're, we're thrilled to, to be part of it. 
Um, but on your end, Jeff, how's, uh, how's everything been going with the organization side of the Joel Among Tang tournament, bringing it back here? Yeah, it's, uh, it's really exciting uh, to be the chair of this tournament this year and uh, be delivering this tournament in Coal Harbor for the first time uh, since, uh, since the pandemic shut us down day before the tournament was supposed to start back in uh, 2020. So it, it's exciting uh, to have this happening. And again, uh, it's been touch and go this year. You know, it's yes, we're going full steam ahead. Oh, no, there's public health shutdowns. Oh, no. You know, uh, phase two is only supposed to start uh, two days after our tournament's supposed to start. Uh, and then, you know, the changes uh, just uh what was it, uh, the 21st or so of February, they're finally saying that, yes, restrictions are going to be removed on March 7th. So we're full steam ahead for the tournament. Uh, it's exciting. The the demand and interest for tournaments across the province has been through the roof. We have uh, all divisions filled, 156 teams uh, that are going to compete over nine days. We're excited. Wow. You, you, there has to be a level of calmness in your head to be able to reply to all those emails, make sure the teams are organized, make sure the ice is booked, the refs are good, the lives. There must, like, don't get me wrong, this business is difficult at some times, but I couldn't imagine having to deal with that many people. With your background, what are some keys to success to organizing a tournament? Because everyone tries to do it, but to have a successful tournament like the Joel Among Tang, what are some keys to success? Surround yourself with good people. You know, ultimately at the end of the day, it's it's surrounding yourself with good people. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate to have a tournament committee that has you know worked on this tournament over the past number of years. You know, we're part of the tournament that didn't happen in 2020, and they're consistently coming back uh, because they want to be involved. They want to do this for the kids. They want the kids to have the experience. So, th so that's first and foremost. And you know, then it's just finding your champions. You know, such as Paul that is going to take on the Sydney Crosby shootout for us and manage that part of the tournament you know i have ice schedulers i have treasurers i have volunteer coordinators all these people working with me so it's really about you know just managing you know everybody's expectations and making sure that everybody's seeing the same vision and working in the same direction uh, yeah. to achieve it what's the sense in the dressing room with the kids knowing that there's a tournament around the corner oh they're they're pumped we've got uh three tournaments coming up in the next uh month wow. um and it's worked out really good and um you know i i i, lo I love listening to jeff because i've been in this role um <laughs> and and the one thing that's it's going to come there's going to be no matter what happens there will be some i wouldn't even call them hiccups but they're big hiccups that are going to happen and they'll manage them tremendously because of the people that are involved but that's that's the part of the tournament that um, it makes it fun, but it makes it interesting as well. And their crew's going to yeah. bang that up, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not about what happens. It's about how you react to what happens. Um, yeah, with the tournament not happening for a couple of years and, like, coming back, there's definitely going to be some hiccups, like you said. One thing I was thinking about before you boys got here was, yeah, the kids are excited, but I feel like the parents would be excited as well. <laughs> you know, there's been a question of, you know, development in kids. Have they been really getting better the past two years? They haven't been playing much games. And for all these parents to dedicate time, driving them to the rink. And for them, are, them pretty, are, are the the kids playing against, I'm pretty sure, like the, the same couple teams? They haven't been able to play teams from out of province in a while. They've had to play their league teams. League. And, uh, and the parents are excited. There's no question. I, I know one of the teams in our division, we, we happened to play them in a league game the other night. And the coach was telling me that because their kids haven't gotten away, they're from East Hance, but they booked hotels in Dartmouth and are staying in. I love it. Dartmouth. I love That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the parents are definitely pumped up. Yeah. I remember when we were younger, like, I'd be like, let's stay a couple more nights in the hotel. And the parents were like, no, we're getting back to the city. But I feel it's the opposite now. Parents, yeah, let's stay an extra night at the hotel. It's fun yeah. with us just to change it up and have something different. It'll be wicked. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Um, the, managing uh, the crowds at the excuse me, Joel Among Tang, uh, what's the capacity and things like that? And how are people going to be able to get tickets? And Yeah, so, you know, it certainly is uh, it's going to be a bit of a challenge uh, because we still have to adhere to what current uh, Nova Scotia public health guidelines are, and we will be strictly adhering to them. Um, it's a big part of our parent uh, volunteer uh, commitment for the Joel Among Tang this year is making sure that we are managing crowd control. Uh, so at Cole Harbor Place, uh, which is our main facility, 
Um, in Scotia 1, we'll have up to 200 people who will be able to come through the door there. Uh, Scotia 2 will be a little bit of smaller capacity. Of, I think it's uh, 75 is the official capacity that we're allowed. But it, it does it will allow for you know two parents per player essentially to be able to come in and enjoy that and be part of the game. And you know what has really worked out well for us is those big games, the Crosby shootouts, the semifinals, uh, the Irene Star, these games. We have you guys that are going to be on board and we're going to live stream 50 games uh, throughout the course of the tournament. Um, so I think that's going to be exciting for all the parents uh, and friends and family that are near and far to be able to tune in and experience the Joe LaMontagne like they've never been able to experience it before. Uh, so that helps offset some of that uh, challenge with capacity. That's awesome. I, I also love the live streaming factor of us coming in and allowing parents and grandparents from other part of the province or the country yeah. to be able to see their, their, their grandchildren play. It's uh, We take pride in that. It's wicked. Um, one thing we're really excited about is the Sydney Crosby shootout, which we'll get into your, your relationship with Sid. Um, but I want to talk about the shootout uh, for right now. H- how did the name Sydney Crosby shootout come about? So um, Sid was looking for a way to support uh, uh, the March break tournament. And um, so we just had a conversation one summer. And um, so we had the shootout actually started to the, I don't know if it would be probably before your guys' time. There used to be in the NHL on Saturday nights. I used to always ask my parents if I could stay up to watch the showdown. So what it was was a breakaway competition at the intermission uh, in the NHL games where uh, guys would compete head-to-head. So this is back in the time like Danny Grant and um, Daryl Siddler and those guys would go head-to-head at intermission, and it was a breakaway competition. Who could score? um, (laughs) What? Yeah. After oh, yeah. the Zamboni, what? Like, this was a, in the intermission uh, of the NHL games, not on. It would have been taped, but they oh, showed sorry. it. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. They, okay. I they thought, taped it, I got but you. they showed it at the intermission. Okay. I got you now. Um, you know, if you Google it, showdown, NHL showdown, you'll see it. Okay. Guys like Mike Palmatier flopping around because he could score on the rebound. So <laughs> one year when I was co-chair of the tournament, we had extra ice, and this was way back. So... Um, I said, well, you know what, why don't we do something like the showdown and just put it in the male star because there's no technology or anything, <laughs> see if kids would do two age groups, uh, Adam and Pee Wee uh, at the time, and, you know, maybe we'll get enough kids to help pay for the ice because we were, like, our budget really tight. We we said, well, buy trophies, and, if, you know, if we get 20 kids, it would cover the ice and cover the trophies. Well, needless to say several hundred kids showed up (laughs) we ended up being about three hours behind in the tournament um but we quickly found out that the shootout was going to become a part of the tournament so we did it for a couple years and then talking to sid he said why don't you you know that'd be a good thing we'll call it the sydney crosby shootout so every year sid played minor hockey in coal harbor um he got to participate in the shootout he rep usually most teams like our team we do did a breakaway competition they get three shots in each goalie the guy three whoever scores the most the three guys they go in the shootout and goalie that's has the best save percentage so sid represented his team every year but never once won it not once no way um but loved it like the competition (laughs) aspect of it so he's proud to sponsor it and you know the kids get uh and they walk out of there. If you win it, you get like a $300 stick, CCM stick, goalies get a goalie stick, and then there's swag that goes with it. Every kid gets a Sidney Crosby shootout pin. They might even get a 2020 pin as well because <laughs> I've got this stuff sitting in my house. Yeah. <laughs> um, Here's 2019. And- yeah. So uh, that's how it came. So it's uh, for every level, and it's like, I mean, the, the stands are generally packed um it's it's very exciting to watch and um it's, it's fun to do well as a grown man i'm sitting here excited i couldn't imagine being a kid being able mm. to enter a thing called the sydney crosby shootout, shootout that's yeah. uh yeah. That, name that's is all time yeah so why don't we do this why don't you lace them up and come out for the coaches shootout oh yeah we have a coaches shootout yeah when's this right uh, after before thursday march 17th um uh, it's uh coaches only uh, 7 p.m. that evening. Uh, wow. All of our Coal Harbor coaches and some of the coaches from the local community and love to invite yourselves out to, to come and be a part of it. 100%. That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. It's good, it's good fun. It's about... Um, um, usually, it it's more fun to find the person that's eliminated first. Um. <laughs> <laughs> For obvious reasons. And 
I I make the draw up, so typically I know who's going to one of two people who's going to be eliminated first. So, <laughs> and they all know as well the coaches. <laughs> that'll be awesome. Yeah. That'll be sick. Oh, yeah, we, so, that'll be a lot of fun. We could do some content with that as well. Yeah, it's 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 a good time, and yeah, it's uh, we won't go into some of the escapades of the coaches shootout, but it is it is it's good fun. Man, I can't wait for this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, great rink too. Like we love how we have that that media booth is right there in Scotia One. It's a great home just to be able to be comfortable and shoot and get great content even with the fans across from uh, from the media booth it's just a great layout for a tournament yeah. um growing up in that rink i always loved playing there for some reason i always forgot a piece of gear going to cole harbor i don't know why it was always <laughs> a long drive for my parents back to get an elbow pad but uh, the 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 history of the cole harbor red wings it's it's always been a, a great franchise to go uh play against and i know one of the two best players in the world right now uh, played there uh, but before we get into that as well, just talk about the Cole Harbor Red Wings organization and the history of it. Maybe something I don't know, dudes doesn't know, and the mm. listeners don't know. And just about the organization and, and, and how it's come to be. It's, I guess you could say it is a nationally recognized. It definitely is now. It's now, yeah. It's, if it wasn't before, it definitely is now. You see it on Sportsnet all the time. It's in, I don't know. Just talk about where it's been and where it is now and I guess how much responsibility comes with that. So you- yeah, uh, I, I guess I'll take it, uh, you know, from my experience for the past summer years since uh, my son started playing, uh, my son's playing with Paul this year on his team. And, you know, he started at four years old as uh, part of uh, Cole Harbor Minor Hockey's uh, Feathers program. And, you know, from the very beginning, it was really a program that was uh, focused on development, making sure that the kids were having fun and, and given the opportunity to experience the game. And, you know, a lot of focus on making sure the kids are developed, that they're having fun, that the parents are involved, and that there's a good community feel to it. You know, in in the number of years now, I think it's eight years that my son's been in hockey, the number of uh, friends uh, that I've made through Cole Harbor Minor Hockey that are, you know, closest to me as, you know, boys that I grew up with is absolutely incredible. And I think that is one of the things that really truly makes Cole Harbor Minor Hockey unique is it's a small community. It's, you know, a small rink. And during normal times, you're always running into the guys that you've played feathers with, IP with, uh, throughout the course of uh, the season and seeing them in the barn and catching up with them and catching up with how their kids are doing. And, you know, for me, that's uh, what makes Cole Harbor Minor Hockey exciting is that, you know, Cole Harbor Place is really a home to all of us. Yeah, a home. I like how you say a home because it's more than yeah. hockey. You, you see there's people doing like aerobics. You got the, the pool. It, it's, a, it's a community for the – it's, it's a, com- a community center. Yeah. 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 And the yeah. association sort of started um, like growing up. I played sort of in – I don't want to say Dartmouth, but it was sort of Dartmouth. So we played at the Memorial Rink and, and that burnt down by the bridge and then Kinsman and um, – then Cole Harbor started developing, and then uh, the rink itself, the one rink, Scotia One, um, they call it now, there's Scotia One and Two, sort of was built by minor hockey. So yeah. my hmm. parent, father, and many other people, they built the stands, they that helped works. clear the land. Wow. Um, that road was a fire road, it was just a dirt road, um, which... I still think it should be called Sydney Crosby Parkway, but uh, <laughs> um, it's been, you know, it, it it was a community-built rink, and minor hockey was a big part of the expansion as well. So um, when Jeff talks about community, that's from the roots when it first started. Like uh, minor hockey used to run a bingo at the Kmart Mall, and all the money was used to help support that, and then the bingo became quite big in Cole Harbor. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, it... Uh, it really was from the ground up. Interesting. Yeah. Was uh, was Scotia 2 built separately, or was it all built at once? Totally separately. Scotia 1 was just uh, an old rink. The tournament, actually, we used to have the tournament that it began. It was just in Scotia 1. Like, there was just one arena there. What year was Scotia 2 built? Scotia 1, I think, was built in 72. Scotia 2 would have been built... Um, 80s? Yeah, it would have been mid-80s, late-80s. Yeah, like, oh, Sid's here. we got to build another one for Think, him. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. This kid from Pee Wee, he's going to pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but go, going talking about Sid, then, you know, you're the guy who coached him at that young of an age. And at that young of an age, was there national recognition of who's this kid playing hockey in Cole Harbor? Was there media attention at that point? Or maybe not so much just locally? He, so, I know the first time I saw him was novice. Someone came, said to me, because I was coaching Pee Wee for quite a few years then, and, uh, Someone said, you know, you got to go see this kid. 
So you go out and you you go to this novice game, and he's still Timbit age. He was, I think, two years younger than all the other guys. And he's skating with the puck, like, you know, going to the middle, then going wide, and looking back for a guy coming in late. And I'm like, you don't see that in... In novice. He's looking for the third guy high <laughs> yeah, in novice. Or looking for someone. I don't know if it's the third guy high, but looking for someone. And then, so I was like, oh my God, who, you know, who is this kid? And then it happened and when you find out, like his dad, I knew his dad from growing up. He played sports in our area. And then, um, then when he ended up on our team, he was a year too young. And he, um, by that time, there was attention galore um, locally. Um, when we coached him in Pee Wee, we were actually contacted. Chad Trenholm and I were sitting in my basement, and I got contacted by someone from the Czech Republic asking about him um, in Pee Wee. We went to the Quebec tournament, and he dominated. <laughs> like, I mean, it was it, it, it was what it was. He dominated. Was he like the it. talk of the tournament? Dudes and I were at that tournament, and there was always, like, one or two kids everyone was mm. talking about. They used was, to, the guy they had in the papers was Remy Aboyan. And the guy Patrick Dom ran the tournament, and I just said to him, "I said, I'm telling you, we got a kid here who's better than him, and the boy, <laughs> boy him was two years older." And I said, "And he's only Adam age." <laughs> and our first game, he went out and got six goals and four assists. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we played, we he we didn't know it at the time, but uh, I, I, my wife would kill me because I keep everything, like all the hockey stuff and everything, and both. Five years ago, I found all these old game sheets from that that tournament, uh-huh. and so I gave one back to the tournament. The first game he played, I got it done up nice and presented it to the tournament. When we went up there; they were ecstatic about it because you know it, it it is what it is. And then we look at the game sheet as well. When we played Slovenia, uh, we beat them three two. Sid had three points and a kid named Monzi Kopitar had two goals for Slovenia. No, <laughs> yeah. wow, what a yeah. statue! Yeah. That yeah, must be yeah. framed somewhere up in Quebec. That's no, that that's must in, be. That's no, no. That's oh, you that's, have it. Yeah, I wow. have it in my house. Yeah, that's yeah, unbelievable. What a thing to have. Yeah, that's incredible. So it's uh, he he's definitely he he started getting attention then, and then I think the first national was um, Bruce Rainey. I think did a feature on him in when Sid played mid. He won the MVP at midget, but he was still only Bantam age. And that—that yeah. that was the first real national feature on him. What, was it when he was at the subways? That the one that everyone year. he's like yeah. in the dressing room tying his skates. Yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. That would have been the first major feature. But there, like, there were teams, spring teams from all over, contacting about him. Um, you know, it was uh, he, he it, when we we played in that Quebec tournament. We were in the BSR division. The sort of smaller division but we played uh, uh compuware detroit compuware who won the tournament the major tournament and uh we played them an exhibition game and i'll never forget it afterwards because we lost three two sid hit the post late or else you know, he would have had a hat trick for the game to be tied but we lost three two and the coach starts talking to us and he goes where are you guys from and we go um cole harbor nova scotia he goes cole harbor nova scotia where um you know where how many kids do you pick from i said no oh, i think we had about 80 try out yeah he goes yeah we had about 120 he said where'd you invite your kids from uh, said, no no these there's like 80 peewees in cole harbor don't <laughs> total how big is that <laughs> i said you know 20 25,000 people he went back in his dressing room and ripped his kids saying do you realize that's just a little club team <laughs> <laughs> and didn't realize that you know we had quite a few good hockey players on that team back then yeah. wow was there ever a chip on his shoulder being from a smaller community and being like underappreciated, maybe like who's this Cole Harbor? What's it? Was there ever a chip, or do you ever thought like that? No, I, I, I don't think he. You know, he just no. loved to compete. Yeah. I think any time the puck was dropped, he thought he could win. It didn't matter who you were playing, and I think a lot of our kids felt that way because they were successful here. So, yeah, you know, that's yeah, just the way. You... Um. So when all that was going on, and then uh, Nate came behind him, and I guess you had the experience with Sid. Wait. Well, like Nate came into the organization, yeah, and then you, you've already kind of Sid was well on his way. He was somewhere else, and you had an experience with dealing with someone else uh, who you know the best player in the world. And you have Nate. Did you see things in Nate that you saw in Sid? Well, see, I didn't coach Nate though. So oh, Nate came through. Um, I was at that 
the year before Nate came through, I was coaching three teams, and um, <laughs> my own son, the Peewees, and uh, my daughter's team. So things sort of, for about four years, stopped where I didn't coach Peewee. I took, uh, and happened to be Nate's first year of Peewee. So I, I've seen him, and I was at the, I think, you know, when they have, um, what do they call that week where coaches go in and help other, development week. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. worked with them then, and I knew him from playing um like and seeing him in the community and that but I, I didn't get a chance to coach nathan but i you know i saw him at a young age and different hockey player than sydney in that nate assets so when you saw nate step on the ice and skate the power and his skating and stride was just um incredible like it was dominating it was more of an individual um strength and and I'm not taking anything away from Nathan but Sydney's strength as a, as a young guy was making everyone around him like better he could move Nathan could just in in single-handedly beat a team like just skate around them and uh, like his speed was just second to none and then as he I personally as he got older I could see you know, you could see the other aspect of his game coming in where um, using the guys around him to his advantage and uh, by the time he came back for Canada Games, um, he he, oh. he was a lot more complete player. I think that's when people really started noticing him as well. A hundred percent. And then you have the two guys from Cole Harbor, and that's really when the scale and the spotlight went to Cole Harbor. It was like, what are they putting in the water over there when these two guys are just spectacular? It's uh, It must have been a great feeling for Cole I was Harbor. actually contacted by ESPN. They did a feature, and... Uh, it was that's what it was called. What's in the water in Cold Harbor? There yeah. you go. <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. But the, the, that uplift for the organization just must have been surreal. Like, where does that ever happen? Yeah. It. it, it I still say it's the best and worst thing to ever happen. Um, the best in that you know amazing that you have, but it also sometimes put an puts an unrealistic expectation not a, so much into kids but into parents and what. You know, oh my God! If I put my kid in Cole Harbor, um, th this is going to happen. Like, and, uh, and it happened. Like, I know a family that bought a house to play in our team. No, rented a house for a year, and you, you don't. You know, that's the dangers of that type of situation. But the good far outweighs the bad. Is there any challenges that come with all this? Managing expectations. You know, it's it, it, I, I, from an organizational standpoint. Coaching wise, there is. <laughs> like, why doesn't my kid have eighty goals yet? It's yeah, like, you know, like, that's that's. But I don't look at it that way. I uh -huh. look at it as minor hockey as minor hockey. There's yeah. a big difference between um, minor hockey is about kids developing, having a good time, uh, community, uh, learning life skills about respect and behavior, and playing as a team and working as a group and that's I think most coaches I know stick to that's what they want to do um, and I would hope every association I'm quite I know Cole Harbor supports it 100% that that's the philosophy they want everyone to run with mm. well if the kids aren't having fun it's hard to develop them <laughs> yeah 100% like it, it needs to be that focus of you know the fun aspect needs to be first you know let the kids go out develop develop their character find out who they are as individuals how they can be good teammates and instill that in them and no matter where they go in life whether it's hockey whether it's baseball whether it's a career instilling those right values in them from a young age is so vitally important <laughs> but they're kids and we need to think of that first and you know focus on the fun aspect of it and make sure that uh, you know they're having fun and that they're excited to come to the rink uh, mm -hmm. every single weekend or every single night uh, however often they're practicing or playing games etc it certainly feels uh, you know with the the condensed schedule now uh, that we're back to games uh, it's almost feels like every night to a certain degree yeah and it feels like yeah. the joe is going to be the fun aspect of it i was just going to say he's going to be in the lobby with a towel wiping the smiles off all the kids faces <laughs> 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 that, that, that. <laughs> the parents too you yeah. know it's like it, it, yeah. I, I think the joe is a great kickoff for atlantic canada to show that hockey's back but hockey's yeah. back in a fun way yeah 100 yeah. percent. and it's we're neat. so excited 
it's needed in this in this part of the world right now. Hockey is a big part of our culture. It's you could say it's almost it is our culture, and it hasn't been uh, as fun as the past two years as it could have been. And I think that this is going to be a great trampoline jump into the hopefully future of uh, of having fun with hockey if COVID can take a back seat. So big yeah. responsibility on your shoulders, ours as well. We want to show the rest of the Atlantic Canadian provinces that it's going to be a great time. Yeah, it's going to be sure. fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to announce about the Joe, um, I guess, coming up that uh, people need to know about it? You know, I, I, I think, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, the Joe LaMontagne tournament, you know, is was founded by Joe uh, LaMontagne uh, back in the day because there was a lack of opportunity for rec league teams uh, to compete in tournaments. Uh, so that is where the Joe LaMontagne was founded. Um, it is our most important uh, division that we still host every year. Uh, so the last weekend of the tournament, uh, seven or the 18th, 19th, and 20th, is uh, is all of our host league teams, and we're so excited to have them. Um, we do bigger divisions uh, at the host league, uh, just so more teams get to be part of it and experience it and enjoy coming to Gold Harbor and being part of the tournament. Uh, so that is a big aspect for us, and you know this is the 39th playing of the tournament. Um, so a couple, we lost a couple. Of years so we got a big 40th coming up and you know it's things will look a little bit different this year because of the fact that you know we we were shut down there was a lot of uncertainty so some of the aspects of the tournament that we've had in the past such as 50 50 draws hospitality suites won't exist this year um, and it's not that we don't want to deliver them it's just because of public health restrictions because of timing etc we're, we're really trying to focus on the most important thing and that's the kids and being able to get on the ice and play the games and and have fun and you know enjoy the crosby shootout but also have you know that time at the hotel in the pool to mm. enjoy swimming with their buddies and having fun in that regard. So, you know, I think a lot of the hotels in uh, Dartmouth Crossing, downtown Halifax, uh, the atmosphere in those buildings uh, for March break week is going to be pretty fun and pretty exciting as well because, you know, one of the big things is about camaraderie. I talked about it earlier and, you know, being in the hotels and getting to know your fellow uh, teammates and getting to know the fellow parents, uh, you know, even getting to know your coaching staff is so vitally important and uh, it, it's been challenging the past two years with COVID. Yeah. Um, we had a, a company meeting a couple of days ago about some of the things that we're trying to accomplish when we're at the Joe and while we're working. And one of them was networking, meeting new people for, mm. uh, just getting, you know, high button brand out there. And, and on a day-to-day -day basis, we just want to be shaking hands and introducing ourselves to as many people as possible. I want to know what your day-to-day -day goals are for the Joe when you're walking around the rink. What, what are you looking to accomplish when it comes to growing the Joe? Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to accomplish, you know, I, I think it's people first for me is, you know, I want to be able to go in and, you know, shake all the coaches' hands and the managers and, you know, be able to chat with the parents and talk to the parents and, and just take feedback of what they like, what they don't like, what they like to see changed, you know, what we could be doing better. Um, you know, my vision for this tournament is, you know, to respect its roots and where it came from, mm -hmm. but also to make it one of the premier events uh, for a hockey tournament in Atlanta, Canada over the next five to ten years, however long I choose to uh, to be involved <laughs> in the tournament. But, uh, you know, if uh, this first year is any indication, I, I don't see myself hanging up the, the reins anytime soon. I'm, yeah. I'm having too much fun with it and, you know, getting to connect and uh, and build those relationships with a lot of people in the hockey community. It's a, it's a lot of fun. and. Uh, you know, that's that's what I'm most looking forward to is, is just having fun and, and, and experiencing it through the eyes of the kids, the eyes of the parents, uh, the eyes of the coaches that are there. I think it's uh, it's going to be an exciting time. When you when we met for the first time, uh, uh, myself and dudes and you and you left, mm -hmm. we were saying that Jeff, he, he just he seems like he just wants to have fun with it. You had a kiddish element about your personality. I was like, Very that's much so. perfect Which because you're going to understand what's going on with these kids and how they want to have fun. I was like, that's the right guy for the job. And you left here and we're like, it's going to be a great business relationship because we're yeah. on the same wavelength of it yeah so it's uh we think you're gonna do a great job and we're we want to once again thank you for the opportunity for bringing us on board we can't wait no problem thank you guys uh, for you know doing this i think it's uh, gonna be absolutely incredible and it's you know just one of the the small things that we're implementing this year in order to take the tournament to the next level right and uh, grow the level of exposure and recognition that the tournament has uh, you know outside the coal harbor uh, community yeah. you know one of the things that i've talked about uh, and anybody hearing me talk about the tournament is I want, I want Dartmouth uh, in general, but Coal Harbor in particular, to come alive during tournament week. Like mm. I want to see, you know, signs going down Coal Harbor Road of you know, welcome Joe participants. You know, uh, we're excited to have you. And, you know, hotels wanting to be part of it and involved, and all the restaurants running specials for Joe tournament participants. You know. 
you know, in my mind, I've got this vision of, you know, maybe at the start of the tournament, uh, that first Saturday, we were, there's a parade that maybe leaves the RCMP station on Coal Harbor Road oh. and goes down to Coal Harbor Place, something along those lines. I really want to create that festival-like atmosphere that everybody is excited to be in Coal Harbor and be part of Coal Harbor. And, you know, that red and white is flying everywhere. Like, that is what is going through my yeah. mind. Yeah, and you I, have to have a vision. I actually think it's awesome because early years of this tournament there used to be a dance called the merch break dance and i mean it, it was we always went to it and we usually closed it but it was uh, but it, it was a tiring event if you were working the tournament yeah um but it, when he's saying this it that's this tournament especially in its early years was really and as more th- things happen in life i think hopefully covid can be like a reset and yeah because it sort of loses some of that luster over time because mm-hmm. the dance is no more. The uh, events we always have, and that we still do ha- have the recognized um, people during the tournament. The, um, uh, they, have a refer- they recognize the referee, the Seamus Flynn. Yeah. Um, there's, there is some recognition events that take place, but yeah. hearing Jeff say, you know, about bringing back the um, spirit within the community and that. And I'm like, oh, God, that's awesome. Like, Because that's... <laughs> it's it was what's needed. And that's yeah. what yeah. it was there. And it's still a great tournament. It always has been. But uh, to hear someone say that they want to bring that back in yeah. is very, very encouraging for me. I, I, I ha- Do you have something to say? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, that. you know, that for me is, is rooted back uh, from Doug and McNeil in Cape Breton. Um, I was probably... 14, 15 years old, involved with uh, Sydney Academy's Bloom White Tournament for the first time. And Doug was a big founder, builder of minor hockey in uh, in Cape Breton for many, many years. Yeah. Coached Sydney Academy High School team, you know, heavily involved with all the tournaments down there. And I just remember him in the car on the drive to the rink with his son, uh, just talking about what the tournament meant and the, the atmosphere, the excitement around it. And, of course, this is high school age kids, so, you know, big dance at City Academy that all the players would be going to and attending and stuff like that. And just feeling the sense of pride and the community involvement and stuff like that is really, truly what got me into wanting to do this. And it's it's important. I think it's part of the resume that you need to have in order to do something like this. You have to experience yeah. it to put it yeah. on for someone else. Just like a ref. The best refs play. You know, you got to be in the game in order to know what you want. At least for me, I could be wrong, but that's the way I feel about it. Um, I, I, you know, oh, I was just yeah. going to say, like the community aspect. One, of the biggest. I said you, you'll get a glitch. Um, one of the things that brought everything together one year, like, was we had a team from Newfoundland. And, um, <laughs> I already know it's going to be a good story. <laughs> um, it's a doozy. Let's put it this way: we call it the thirty-eight thousand dollar mistake. I sent them. The guy was asking about the tournament information. I said, I'll send you the information from last year. So I sent it to him. Yeah. We have correspondence all the way through. A week before he calls me, he goes, so everything's all set. He goes, we got everything um, all arranged. He said, I'll see you Thursday. And I said, you mean next Thursday? He goes, no, Thursday. They had their flights booked, everything for Thursday because they used last year's event. Oh, my God. But get this. The... Like I'm like I'm like dying, going oh my god! <laughs> and at that time, I'm teaching in the school, like, and I mean, I was relatively new teacher back. I'm retired now and relatively new teacher, so that tells you how long ago it was. <laughs> but everyone came together. Community. The beauty of it is, we got. I think it was something like two or three of the people from Newfoundland didn't end up getting here because the parents had to work. All the kids ended up coming. They switched the flights. Air Canada. You try to do this now. Added a flight so that that they could come the next week. We people in the community got vans, so we said we'll take care of your transportation while you're here. So people in the community drove them. It 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 turned to be a positive. I remember a guy named Gary Bradley was on the committee with me. We were there to pick him up when they came off. At the airport, I remember saying to the guy, hi, I'm, my name's Gary Bradley. That's Paul Mason. <laughs> <laughs> but but that sense of community and everyone yeah. coming together when here's could have been a catastrophe yeah. turned out to be, um, you know, 
yeah. an incredible community story. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. those things happen. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to be a part of this community. No, like, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be sick. It's, I can't wait for that great story. That's the thing, too, though. You're talking about building the tournament and making it big and stuff. Not only are you trying to celebrate the tournament and the players, but it's the community, right? And I can tell just based on all these stories you guys have gone through all these things and it's and it really is and you want the streets to be buzzing so it's like a community feel so that's what you're trying to do is celebrate Cole Harbor and everything it has to offer along with this tournament yeah. is how it feels yeah. to me it very much so is and you know like th there's already been challenges this year um, you know Paul says you know challenges are going to come and present themselves during tournament week you know the biggest challenge we've had so far has definitely been COVID uh, absolutely no question um, but we faced other challenges as well uh, since you know we plan to go ahead um, can the, you give us an example yeah, yeah the municipality made the decision uh, to support uh, lacrosse nova scotia by removing uh, the ice pad at rbc ring a we had 50 hours of ice booked <sighs> on that pad uh, for tournament week and you know finding 50 hours of ice is not something that's easy to to replace um, East Coast Varsity Arena in Dartmouth, uh, the old Bowles Arena. Um, as soon as I found this out that RBC, RBC was pulling the ice, I started calling arenas, who's got ice for me, who can help me? And East Coast Varsity stepped up. He said, They said, you know what, the kids need this. The kids deserve this. They haven't had tournaments for the past two years. We're not going to let this happen. Yeah, we're going to park our March break programs so we can make this happen for no you. No way. So, you know, we've had community partners like that that are stepping up. Yesterday, we ran into an ice scheduling uh, conflict, and we had a game that was scheduled to start at 2.15 in the afternoon um, at RBC on Pad C, and that game would be a 50-minute game, should be over by 3.05. Problem is, we only had the ice until 3 o'clock, and it was Moosehead's ice after that. So emailing Cam Russell last night, Cam's getting back to me. Yeah, no problem, Jeff. We're actually on the road. We're not going to use that ice. Take as much as uh, two hours that we have booked as you want. So we're getting a lot of help from the rink operators, the hockey community. You know, you look at our... Former yeah, Cole Harbor alumni, by the way. Yeah, Cam, Cam's yeah. former the Cole Harbor alumni, yeah. yeah. So, you know, stepping up and, and really helping us out. So, and, you know, he was excited as well and shared in the, the excitement that, you know, we're bringing the tournament back this year after a two-year hiatus. So, I love that. You know, it, there's... Everybody is willing to step up and, and do something in order to make sure that this is happening and going off. You know, a group of uh, us is getting together Wednesday night to fill out 335 uh, game sheets, to fill out, to sticker uh, 670 player of the game pucks. Like, this is all the little behind-the-scene things that people don't realize that are happening and occurring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've got my ice scheduler, uh, Scott McMullen, who's been working tirelessly for the past week, and I probably get, uh, you know, two, three emails a day going, when is our schedule going to be released? When is our schedule going to be released? And he's working with, you know, there's a picture of Scott actually with four laptops and his son <laughs> working and doing, okay, input this game on this laptop, then over to this one, why this one's uploading, get the next one going, then on to the next one, on to the next one and just keeping going through that process in order to build all these games for this tournament so a lot of people don't appreciate and understand the the hard work and uh, that goes in on the back end in order to oh, make yeah. these things happen and uh, but you know what we have a lot of fun with it too and, and don't get us uh, wrong when we say that uh, and i think you guys experience that you know we're not sitting around a boardroom table having our meetings waiting yeah minutes. yeah yeah i got goosebumps right now from that community support that, yeah, that, yeah i have goosebumps that too. is some yeah. of the most fun is when you get together to do those things like yeah. Yeah. the game sheets or do whatever that that yeah. is uh um that that is a lot of fun. That. Yeah, and, and who would have thought game sheets could be a challenge, Paul? Oh. But since the uh, you know movement to to Gray J for the live scoring and doing everything mm. there, actually getting paper game sheets is is now a new challenge that's, that we would never have thought of before. That's why Chad Trenholm at Gray J has to <laughs> get a tournament set up on his system. Yeah. Go on, Chad. Yeah. Go. Chad, uh, Chad reached out to me yesterday, as a matter of fact, yeah. so uh, definitely we'll be uh, in contact with him for sure. Yeah. Is that Connor's dad? Yeah. Connor Trenholm. Yeah. Huge stud from here, too. So, yeah. 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 I just I think I just put that together, so I had to blurt it out. I'm sorry. Yeah, for that's all right. That's that's actually, all right. <laughs> Connor's stepbrother is Nathan Welton. Yeah. Yeah, so, and Chad coached uh, this team. He was, uh, he coached with me for probably... 12 years, maybe, something okay. like oh, wow. that. Yeah. Um, Paul, I wanted to ask you, I, I just asked Jeff the same thing, but during the tournaments when you're not coaching, 
and you're in the hallway shaking hands. What, what are some of your goals? Because you're you're kind of an iconic guy in the Cole Harbor organization. People want to ask you about, you know what, with Sid and, and other things. Like, What do you think your responsibilities I, are? Actually, I because I, I have a shop in Cole Harbor Place, a skate shop and that. Okay. So I will be in that rink from 8 a.m. Oh. till close every night other than the shootouts and... Um, Wait, was that an advertisement? No, not really. <laughs> There's no free. A- there, that, that's, Do you have any cash on you right now? I, gotta, I can't be doing that. Yeah, so I'm I'm in the rink. Okay, come come see me. Deliver coffee. <laughs> Definitely going to be a bit one of the busiest guys in the rink if you have a shop looking. It's it, it's 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 a good like uh, it's 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 a good time for us mm-hmm. like the March break tournament, but it's uh, you know it's just uh it's part of what we do like our family i uh, friends of mine are going to mexico in march and invited me and i'm retired and i'm going can't <laughs> gotta sharpen coach, skates coaching hockey and uh sharpening skates and so i'm going in april there you, go. <laughs> you ever sharpen sit skates uh actually no but the no. guy that worked for me so when sid was a kid yeah um the shop was owned by a guy named Barry Harrietha. So Barry Harry was his name? Barry Harrietha. Oh, played, okay. Barry played senior, Great played uh, hockey. So actually Sid's parents and my wife and I bought the shop. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, that was eight to ten years ago maybe um, that we've had the shop. So... Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So. Are we sure we're not supposed to be calling it the Paul Mason Parkway? You said Sidney Crosby, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> seems like you might have some territory yeah, there. No. no. So, uh, yeah, so we bought it, and it's just more, it was more as a retirement thing for me for something to do. Mm. And then, uh, you know, I for me, I, like, I, I'm not, in, I'm not going back on the committee as such, but I've never left the tournament. I've been involved with it since day one, but the um, shootout is more, to help and I love the spirit of the tournament and you know talking to people and seeing people that you know people who bring kids who say you were here when I was a kid in this tournament oh, that's <laughs> yeah. nice <laughs> it's kind of neat yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, to, to, that's a great little location for the shop, too. It's right in the corner there. Tons of walking. Don't people always stopping in. Hey, Paul, how are you? You must yeah. get tons of people walking in and be like, it's been a couple of years. What's new? It's like cheers, yeah. 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 Doctor, <laughs> yeah. Cheers and Dr. <laughs> Phil. People coming in to complain about something. <laughs> yeah. my, skid, my kid fell on the breakaway. What's going on with yeah, the skates? Yeah, you wouldn't believe some of the things that we get about the shootout sometimes. Yeah. But they're, they're few and far between. <laughs> Do you ever do you have any conversations at all with the Zamboni drivers, the people that are like maintaining the ice? Do they have any concerns about just ice, 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 ice? People on it all the time. You know what? Uh, all of our arena operators have been extremely helpful, extremely supportive. You know, anything that we've needed, they're they're more than happy to accommodate. Um, you know, the Zamboni drivers, the rink maintenance people. You know, the ice schedulers or ice bookers, all of them have been absolutely incredible to work with. I think I have every single one of them on speed dial right now and, you know, probably a backup of another three or four rinks in, in case of natural disaster that, yeah. you know, something shuts down, you know, connecting with presidents of other minor hockey associations going, hey, we need this, we need that, can you help us? And, you know, that's what it's all about is pulling together as a community to, to support one another. Um to, to make it happen and you know again like I said multiple times is making it all about the kids because at the end of the day that is uh, that's the future right and I think uh, you'll see that a lot on our, our signage our banners and, you know it's uh, welcoming the wings past president and future um, because we want this tournament to you know we'll celebrate 40 years next year but we want to see this go you know well into 100 years plus right yeah. uh, and keep it going 100% yeah um, from the from right now to the tournament starts what are some things you got to get off the checklist where do you start where do you game sheets yeah exactly exactly yeah no definitely uh found a source for game sheets this morning so that's uh that's a big check mark um i've got a big uh purchase order of printed materials that i got to pick up in burnside on my way uh back to Cole harbor uh this afternoon and and then it's really just making sure that, okay, let's double check, triple check. Do we got our volunteers? Do we have this? Do we have that? 
what is that one thing that, you know, we forgot about or haven't thought about at this point in time? You know, I, I liken it a lot to planning your own wedding and, <laughs> you know, there's always that one thing. It's like, ah, oh, we forgot that. Right. But what I keep telling myself is probably the best piece of advice that I got when I was getting married is nobody else knows that that is supposed to happen. So if it doesn't happen, don't worry about it because wow. it's only you that knows. So that is probably one of the things that I keep it in the back of my mind, you know, unless it's something major like, oh. We didn't schedule referees for that game. <laughs> Paul, can you lace them up? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they don't want Paul calling the game. Yeah. <laughs> calls are from the crowd, from the shop. Yeah. Yeah, from the shop. That's yeah. two for trip. I'm, it's, it's Paul. You know yeah. him, right? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't see any of those conversations yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. recently, did we, Paul? No. <laughs> <laughs> Double check, triple check. Everything's yeah. good. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be great, and like I said, from uh, someone who's been involved, to see Jeff's excitement, like, you know, that's going to spill over into everyone on that committee, and um, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it as much as everyone else. Yeah, 139 years. It's crazy. The history on the tour. It's older than years. us. Yeah, it's older yeah. than us. It's crazy to think about it. There it has is. to be like a level of respect you need to have for the tournament. You know, like mm-hmm. for our for sure. first year going in, it's just, you you just, you know, at least as a business standpoint for us, like our first year going into a tournament that's been there for 39 years. Something just, we've played in just, too, right? Yeah, like we're pr- prayed, former yeah. participants. It wasn't the Sydney Crosby shootout when we played though, yeah. I don't think. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, what are big memories of, uh, of that tournament for you guys? Uh, well, other than my parents yelling at me for forgetting gear, probably. Uh, I don't know. Like, I always just remember, like, oh, this is the home of Sid. So there was always, like, a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was in the NHL, but I'm pretty sure he was in Ramuski when we were in that tournament. Well, so when, I always remember. When we were in Peewee, he was in Ramuski because we went to the game, yeah. Remember? So I always remember, like, being excited about that element of, wow, this is literally the host Crosby built. So that was mm-hmm. always just, like, in the back of your mind. And then I remember, like, the crowds. Like, we were really good in Peewee, and we had some crowds. But I remember the Joel Montaigne was maybe the first time there was an actual crowd. Just, yeah. you know, probably, what, like, four, 300, 400 but We people. see it as a crowd. It was probably just people there for the tournament. But at that yeah. point, right, and right. If you, for you to remember that 20 years later is, is incredible, right? Like, Well, I just remember because it was on one side. And on the one side, all the way to the top, to the bottom. There was tons of people. I always remember that. And I always remember that media booth that we're going to be in. There was always a, a someone in there with a clipboard. Yeah, and you're that, wondering what he's doing. What's he, that guy well, doing yeah, up there? Because this Pee Wee <laughs> was the time when, like, scouting kind of came around. Uh, it would have probably been so, uh, what, you guys, were, Halifax? Halifax Hawks. Yeah. Hawks. yeah. Who coaches back then? Sorry. Uh, Peter Mumberkett. That was Bantam. So when we were growing up in minor hockey, we'd have guys like Kevin Sab and Sab. Uh, Kevin Cameron, um, like John Shore. That's just a random name that probably no one remembers. But yeah, for like the the year of Peewee, it was Kevin Sab, Kevin Cameron, and th- those were kind of you, you have random coaches all the way through. Like I can name sure. all my coaches for you, but I'm not going to do that. No, no, <laughs> that's just my memory, it's right? Just but because Peewee. I because I would have probably been on the other side, but quite often if they're upstairs with clipboards. Um, it, you're probably thinking a playoff game because they usually had three people there picking in the championship games, um, MVP defenseman, MVP forward, mm-hmm. and MVP goalie, I think it was, something that, like that. That adds up. So there would have been people there with clipboards yeah. for that, but yeah. Pee-wee, yeah. Pee-wee was always just that year I remember of like the next step is Bantam. And then you, you and then you find out who the Bantam coaches are, and then the Bantam coaches are in the stands, and you're like, oh, this kind of matters. So I always just remember like the pressure kind of, coming in Pee Wee and then talking about the fans. I was like, oh, people care about me playing hockey. And like, I just remember that element. It was the next step yeah. of yeah. being at the Joe. That's what I always remember about it. I have a completely different... I think that, and then this is probably the same for kids these days too. The first thing I can think of, um, number one, is March break. You're a kid, right? Right. You're in school. You have an opportunity to go anywhere, whether you live in Dartmouth and you get to go to Cole Harbor. It's a big moment. It's March break. You're off school. You get to play hockey. So that was the biggest memory for me was any tournament like that. You know, you get to skip boat at lunchtime on Friday and, and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm not saying don't go to school. I'm saying stay in school. But what I'm saying is that, that nostalgia <laughs> feeling, right, of like, yeah. Oh, okay, we're packing up. We got to get in the van and go to PEI or whatever. And the other thing for me was the the shootout. I got to go in the shootout. Um, I ended up having to shoot against my own goalie in Follow the final, me? Me? Dave Carson. Carson. And I remember my dad. And and my old man was never the type of person to like really chat about the game. And he was like, "You got to make a decision here. You can either try and win yeah. against your own goalie, or you can give him the moment kind of thing." He's like, "I don't want you to to lose on purpose, but you have to make a decision." And 
Anyways, I tried my hardest. He ended up beating me. So he won that. But I I just remember the shootout was so cool, man. You're looking around. It's like the first time you can actually talk to other teams. And you know what I mean? You're looking around. You're like, what's that blue jersey? Go over. It's the Sydney Steelers. Their logo's all faded and stuff like that. You can't see. (laughs) But it's like that's it. it, That was uh, I still think about this to this day. I still have all my Joel Montang pins up in my man cave. Like it's just like so for me on the outside looking in now as part of like I guess the business part of it, it's like, I am fired up for this and I can just imagine what the kids are like. So for us to help bring that element is, is huge. And let's be real. The earth or the world right now is, is going through some tough times. So to get some positivity and see some community spirit is, is it's, it's amazing, man. It's going to go a long way. So it's what, when you said that about whether I shoot on my goalie or not, because that's probably the number one question we get from parents and coaches is how come he's shooting? I said, we tell the kids right out at center ice. It's like the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's your partner or not. You you have to, yeah. you know, goal, if you let your goalie, if your goalie lets you score, there's a good chance after this round that your goalie's going to be eliminated. So yeah. See, it's... And so you you got to decide that. And if you, yeah. um, you know, it, but it's like a Royal Rumble. You go out there and you're all friends. It's a friendly thing, yeah. but it's... Uh, uh, it's every person for themselves at that time. And I remember Pee Wee was always that age where you start to understand the people who you're playing against because you played against them at younger ages. But now, or Pee Wee, you start to develop a little bit of a personality and you have a little bit of confidence to go up to the person you play against and go, "Hey, I'm Justin. What's your name?" And mm-hmm. you start to like build a relationship with the guys from Sackville, the guys from Cole Harbor, the guys from Bedford. You're like, "Oh, who are you?" And I always remember that the friendship element of it. So too. my best friends to this day are from tournaments like that. Yeah. You know, like you, you start out chatting, all of a sudden you play in the same major midget team, and then you go to junior and he. Gets it's traded there and now you're like remember the Joel M. Montang t- shootout we were blah 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 and then now you're your best friends for life right and I, and I think that's the big thing for not only hockey but sport is is all that stuff that comes with it off the ice yeah exactly the off the ice stuff was always yeah. big at that for sure tournament. Yeah. getting a pin yeah. a little MVP you know even if your old man told you didn't deserve it it was like <laughs> you still got it right <laughs> did Carson drive you home after the shootout he beat he beat you and did he drive you home most likely. Yeah, well, no, if the old man was there giving me advice, he was driving me That's home, funny. right? <laughs> um, what about you guys? Favorite memories from the Joe, and then we'll get a couple more things, and then we'll wrap it up. What, what are some of your favorite memories about the 30, like 39 years? Any any one? I would say uh, from back in the days, I've, I slept in the press box in Scotia <laughs> 1, He's off of that. which is not the press box you guys see now. This is when it was just one rink. It was up in the corner, and it was cold. Um, and I slept in the press box that overhangs there, and I've slept in the ref's room. Um, so the, the, Love it. Those were good memories because I, I stayed in the rink until the next morning. Yeah. Most was, people wouldn't see that as a good memory. That's that's <laughs> to be commended I, on. I'm, I'm not talking about why I slept there. I'm just <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> that's great. But it's just... You know, we we had it's. I look back very fondly about all the times. Um, you know, as a coach, we've. Uh, I tell my kids every year, like it's a very important tournament to me. It's just because being involved with it for so long. Um, but um, it's funny. The best memories, even you know, we won it numerous times. It was my memories personally are from the organizational aspect of it and working mm-hmm. with a group of people in the community and. Um, still to this day, so um, and, and they're endless. They really are. Yeah, Jeff. I think uh, you know the biggest memory for me is uh, my son uh, competing in it at uh, the U nine or the old novice level for the first time, and mm-hmm. he hasn't had the ability to compete uh, since then because we haven't had a tournament in the past two years. So, yeah, you know, really excited uh, for that. Like his enthusiasm, his excitement uh, for this tournament coming up, and to be part of it, and he's. He's proud of his dad and what I'm doing, and I can get an emotional because That's take a lot of pride in him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm good, I'm good. But for me, like that is just seeing him want to be involved in the tournament and want to be by my side makes all the time so worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And I hope that what Duggan did for me so many years ago that I can have that impact on some kid over the course of my tenure running this tournament. Mm. That's the biggest thing I could do. 
Awesome. That's well amazing. said. Well, I think you're off to a great start. The tournament hasn't even started yet, and there's already a buzz around the city. So you're doing a great job, and everyone's going to do their best to make sure that this tournament is uh, is, is the best that it can be. So we're right. looking forward to it. You got a great team behind you, and we're going to make sure it's successful. On a lighter note, I, a memory from a couple of years ago, a guy coached on one of the provincial squads that we had was uh, uh, Ray Turner, and his he was coaching a novice team. So I went in to present the pins. So in novice, at the end of, because they're not allowed to compete against each other, they every kid gets uh, a breakaway at the end of the novice game. Oh, so, yeah. so there's five shooters. They just go in and shoot on the other goalie. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, cool. it's it's fun to watch. I, I So I go to all those novice shootouts, and at the end I go in and present them, tell them, Sidney Crosby shootout, here's a pin. <sighs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, it was in Ray's dressing room, and... I come in and I present the pins and I hear one kid say out loud and raise right there. He goes, that's Sidney Crosby's grandfather. <laughs> that's amazing. You're yeah. rolling with it? Yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Start to go home and look in the mirror a little yeah. extra? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you guys both for coming on the, the yeah. podcast. We really do appreciate you coming on. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to say to the listeners before I end the show? Maybe a little bit more information, anything, or did I cover everything? You guys yeah, covered everything? Yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, just say that uh, our tournament's going to kick off on Saturday, March the 12th. Um, for those that don't know, we run the tournament in three phases. Uh, so opening weekend is our U9s. Uh, as well as all of our double-A divisions um, and our uh, 15As also compete on that weekend. Um, Games take place uh, at Cole Harbor Place, both ice surfaces, two ice surfaces at the RBC Centre in Burnside, as well as East Coast Varsity uh, in Woodside. So we're running five surfaces uh, throughout the course of the tournament. you know, come on out um, if there's capacity to let you in, certainly let you in. Uh, we'll have on the website all the games that are going to be covered by High Button Sports and the links uh, to them on our website so that you can quickly and easily access them. Um, our second phase of the tournament begins on the Tuesday, and that would be all of our A and B divisions. Um, and again, uh, all levels, U, uh, U11 up to U18. And then our final weekend, like I said, is our, our rec league, our U18, uh, or sorry, our C uh, divisions, which again, it would be U11 right up to U18. Uh, so we're excited. To, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of special memories uh, to be made. Uh, there's uh, some new elements uh, that we're uh, going to unveil, some, a new uh, award that uh, we'll be uh, giving out this year. Uh, so there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, excitement around. Uh, around this tournament and you know what uh, just come out have fun uh, cheer on the kids and uh, be excited for them to finally be able to compete in a tournament again and uh, do Cole Harbor uh, do Cole Harbor proud awesome well said yeah once again guys I want to thank you for coming on the show um, can't wait to join you we're going to see you around the rinks if you guys need to holler at us we'll be up in the media booth I think that's good special want- shout out to the organizers man seriously <laughs> yeah. seriously yeah. shout out to the organizers yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, none of this would be possible without my committee. That's uh, that's for darn sure. And uh, you know they've really truly been instrumental in all of this. And uh, you know Daryl Brain, who's been uh, the the chair of the tournament for geez, I think the past ten years or so. You know for staying on and uh, and being a guiding light for me this year as well, and holding my hand. And uh, you know some late night conversations of uh, you need to do this, you need to do that, uh, and making sure that I'm on the right path. But uh, you know, he's been uh, instrumental in helping me get uh, get this going this year as well. So uh, very, very fortunate and, uh, you know, really excited for, for our Cole Harbor hockey community and hockey families as well to be part of the tournament. And I know it's always challenging to, to volunteer those parental hours uh, over the course of the tournament, but uh, I'm guaranteeing that uh, the parents have a fun uh, fun time while they're in the rink and in the building as well. So don't sweat it, parents. Awesome. Way to set the tone. You set the tone big time <laughs> with this. And what, what do we need, Paul? We need the game. Game sheets, you said, right? Oh, get the game sheets. Chad, get the game sheets. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Awesome, All right. guys. Uh, everyone, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. It's Friday, so enjoy the weekend. Watch some hockey. Put your feet up. We'll see you guys at the Joe. Uh, you know all of our social media links. I think that's it. We're good to go. All right. Peace. Thank you. Come on in and get some devil